is going on? I'm your host for today, Nightcrawler724. Crawler coming at you. Josh is on vacation. He left us the keys of the castle, so we're off the rails. You never know what's going to happen. But yeah, that, Johnny, that last 15 seconds didn't. Yeah, go go done. watch the YouTube. We'll, we'll have to make him splice it together for good content. <laughs> but Johnny, we got it working. We got it working. What's up? I'm excited. No, Josh, we can do whatever we want. Do whatever we want. <laughs> we, we got the keys to his YouTube and his Twitter or his Twitch right now. So, <laughs> uh, cheesy, what's going on? What's going on, cheese curds? What's the name of this podcast again? Uh, oh, yeah, I should probably say that Nintendo Powercast, uh, episode what did we say, 388? 388. There it is. There it is. Today, we're talking about how the Denver Broncos. Sucked. No, we're not. Nate, Although, I, I mean, we were here for the first like 50, minute 15 or whatever when we were just before we turned it off and then came back. <laughs> I'm excited to see how this Sunday goes because it's the Broncos versus the Jets. So like, which team is going to do worse? <laughs> well, that was kind of like awesome. the Jets are good. Two, what are you talking ago, about? Two weeks ago when it was like two. the Colts, when it was horrible and they couldn't even win that. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, yeah, right, right. I have probably crazy reverb because I had my speakers on. That was probably why you were hearing stuff, Johnny. But because I was watching, mo- I was watching a movie last night while I was building Lego, so that's <laughs> I didn't want headphones on. Let's make uh, this whole episode not Nintendo. Yeah, like, just <laughs> really mess with people. <laughs> well, first, I mean, uh, we can be a little more lighthearted here at the beginning. With uh, Sparks of Hope came out today. I know you guys have gotten a chance to play i've played just like maybe five ten minutes uh because i just got home a little while ago so i haven't had a chance today but i think you guys have spent a little bit more time so what do you guys think so far i'm in the first world i know that johnny is also in the first world and so far like i i don't know i love this series even though like there's only been one game before it it was just a huge surprise uh i don't think anybody expected it to be as good as it was going to be and like when it got leaked about you know rabbits and mario like it just didn't make sense it sounded really bad and i'm sure most people haven't played the first game because of the rabbits uh but they're kind of charming and like the whole game itself is very cheeky it's it's very rare if we got like rare back on nintendo this would be it well it's uh what composed by grant kirkhope right yeah he did the like banjo kazooie and he did banjo and, but, i mean uh, I, d- I doubt Conker. he wrote this game right like he didn't write it. I, I doubt he yeah, had I, no but i'm sure I don't, he... know. I don't know how game development works <laughs> we'll get to that one later <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right yeah positive so i played about i think i'm like two and a half hours three hours in and uh, the game's good like I, I played the first game i never beat the first game but i i enjoyed what I played of the first game a lot, I think it was a little too difficult. Like, it I was. Think the first it, game, it, was, the first game it, was, it was really good, but it was less approachable than I think this one seems to be. Yeah, I this one seems to be... I don't know. I, I don't really want to say... I mean, I'm only in the first world, so it's it's... You know, I think I got to the third or fourth world on the first one, and that's when it really <laughs> ramped up. The, but... I mean, I, I did the first boss battle and I lost once, so it's not it's not a cakewalk. There are difficulty settings. You can do no baby games here, and uh, yeah, no baby no baby games. But the new movement system, I think they really improved upon what they had because I think it was more of a grid based. Yeah, yeah, it was it was XCOM chess, thinking out your moves a little bit. It this this gives you a chance even after you've you can move a character and switch to another character and then you can go, as long as you don't fire your weapon, I think, right. That that's what locks you in place. So you have, you have a certain amount of like points. Yeah. You have action points, but then for movement wise, you have a highlighted space that you can move around in. Yeah. And then you could, so the way I've been doing it, I've been trying to set up like my, my healing character kind of in the back. And then I have my, my attackers in the front and I use the healing character because now there's a new mechanic where you could do a team jump where you could jump off of your teammate and go further 
into the map. You could get some different vantage points. I mean, you do have to be careful because you could land, like it's timed, and you could just land like in the middle of nothing. I actually landed off. What's your movement look like? You, you have movement after you land, though, right? I mean, at least the little bit I've done in the in the very first little tutorial esque. Yeah, it's a, it's a little circle. It's not it's not much. There is a little bit of circle movement after the the team jump, but it I think it adds a different aspect of the game, and to, like I think it's good. I think it, they improved upon the gameplay. And they changed it enough to make it interesting enough. Uh, I'm I'm excited. This this the the sparks are great. They add a little bit another layer to the to the gameplay of the yeah, characters. For, like she, I was just you, gonna go say for the for the listeners, uh, we're not that far into the game, so there's still a lot that we have to experience, and I'm sure there's going to be some really great surprises around the corner. Uh, digital. Uh, commented and said you could team jump in the first one as well this is just smoother oh okay yeah there there were ledges and different verticality in the first game that Mm -hmm. uh that you could you could like do a they would just throw you up i don't think you use bebop or what's the name of the ai thing beepo or beepo yeah i don't think you grabbed on to beepo like you do in this one which is kind of gives you that more freedom that you're it's just more open everything about movement in this game from what i've seen in the first 10 minutes and trailers is it's just more free and open than it was in the in the first game yeah i I would say that even when you're not in battle you can explore like houses and maybe find some like items there or some coins and so it it seems like they just have opened up the world a lot more than what the first game was yeah, like I, I, like I said, I was playing for about three hours, and I probably did maybe one main mission. I don't know. They, you get dropped off. I don't know if this is spoilers, but you get dropped off on you know a planet, and then it's kind of it's kind of open, kind of open. There's little puzzles that you could solve around the world. You could take on some enemies. There's a lot more to do in the overworld than there was in the, in the first game, and you don't have to follow around the Roomba, so that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, and Beepo has a voice this time around. Yeah, and so because so it was the, ju- it was just uh, text last time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Beepo has a voice. The rabbits have a voice, which is a little, a little weird. Um, yeah, we were talking about this before we started recording. I think my the jarring one for me was was Rabbit Mario because <laughs> he sounds <laughs> like this gruff Italian guy. <laughs> yeah i think it's going to be one of those things that it's like well this this is weird but then you get used to it as the game goes on or maybe they're going to repeat repeat the same dialogue and it's going to get annoying but right now it's it's funny the rabbits are funny yeah yeah so i man there's i'm not that far in but there's like already stuff that i don't want to spoil because it's it's just a charming game and i like i want people to Mm-hmm. experience it for themselves but there's some good there's some good stuff yeah. already i don't I don't know who it was in discord but somebody somebody uh posted in there they're like four hours in there's two dungeons that's two dungeons more than breath of the wild <laughs> <laughs> better game <laughs> but no, I, I think excited. this is i'm gonna... excited to explore this game and and yeah. and just spend time with it so I th- the I first think... game sold like Eight or nine million copies. I know it was it, on sale for. It was on sale a lot. A lot but it, was, of it. it was a game that was championed by a lot of people early on. Because when did when when was the original when was the release date for this one? Was it was, it was holiday? Five, it was the first year, ago. right? Yeah, it yeah. was twenty seventeen. I think August. It was in August. Yeah, it was a year once. Okay, so it wasn't even holiday. It was it was in in the first five months. Then, so, um, I mean, it was it was one of those games that gave people a lot of hope for third-party support. I think Ubisoft has been a, an early adopter and an early champion of of this uh, of the system and and they showed that off and I, I think the biggest surprise that made it be so successful was the art style and how they nailed it without having Nintendo assets. Like their mm-hmm. Ubisoft artists, the, the team that created 
the the first game had I, I think when they took it I, I remember reading some news articles or or just recaps of, of the the creation of the game like they took it to Nintendo to present it and they asked them where they got the models from like they were so surprised they thought they had had hacked in and gotten their models or something and and they told them that they had built it from the ground up and they were so impressed by it so they kind of that's how you get a Nintendo stamp of approval i guess if you can replicate their game well enough that game. they can't they can't they can't tell differentiate if it's their assets or not and yeah. I, I think this game is going to uh, this game looks great already like, i think it's it's a well done third party or i don't is this second third party game i don't know i mean it's it's third party because it's it's made and published by ubisoft Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that should tell you everything about how this game is going to turn out and how much they care about the mario property not only that but like the the dlc for the first game was the donkey kong expansion and that was so good that i remember I've, I've done the fight. The, better DLC the Donkey past. Kong fight is crazy difficult. I, yeah. I remember. I, I, yeah, I mean that, and that was one of the things that stood out about the first game. Is I don't remember if there's difficulty adjusters or whatever in the first game. It's been a while since I have played it, but I, I do know that it it definitely got to be a challenge. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's hopefully this this game with with accessibility options the way people want to be able to play the game how they want to i hope it's um people are able to experience because it, it, it seems like they've done a really good job presenting a nice cohesive package that that they they utilize a lot of the characters that you know and love and johnny was saying i think even before we went just went live like he's he, he wants a galaxy three now just playing playing yeah. this it's a very like they I think when the game loaded up there was some music from Galaxy 3. Like something from Galaxy 3 or not Galaxy 3 from I Galaxy. was going to say, "Whoa, you no, played from it. Galaxy that just like triggered in the back of my head." <laughs> well, just walking around the little the 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 very first landing point, which I think is probably a hub, but it it, it definitely put off Mario 64 vibes with the castle and the courtyard. And the music that was playing, it sounded like Mario 64 just courtyard music from walking around the castle. Well, you have the, you have the sparks, which are essentially Lumas. Mm-hmm. And then you have... The rabid Lumas, yeah. Yeah, the rabid Lumas. And then you have the um, star bits, which I don't know if they're called star bits in this game. But yeah, this one I is cl- definitely I think I clicked through the menu too quickly on that to read what they were. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, they're definitely taking inspiration from galaxy have you guys gotten bowser yet i I, that's not a spoiler i don't think because it's in the trailer yeah but have you guys gotten bowser in your party yet no No. i want to yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what what he's like i'm right now i'm just using mario and and rabid peach because it's like Mm -hmm. the the starter characters and i'm too afraid to change out so it's only two characters right now right do we do we think Uh, parties are going to get larger it's not I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler, John. Johnny's already okay. Got yeah, no, I, there's there's more. I mean, I there's at least I think there's. Well, I mean, I have three right now. Yeah. Okay. So potentially, probably maybe four. I would think would be a good round number to have in your party. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Nate. It's also Nate good. Says, it has uh, it has Pokemon ahead, XP share, so you don't have to have. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to like turn your, that off if you don't want it? Because the pure. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Pokemon purists don't like that, off, right? <laughs> but I do. I do like. I like that in Pokemon because I don't like switch training. Yeah, it, so just to just to throw out a Magikarp just to get it to a Gyarados, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they don't have they don't have that. It, it has XP share, so that's good. So if you want, like, if you want to try out characters, you know, 10, 15 hours down the line, you'll you'll be at the same level as your current party. So mm-hmm. and you could level up. You get the you get the same like each character gets a like a, a skill point every time you level up and it's not like it's a shared bucket or shared pool. It's each member gets a point every time you level up to fill out the skill tree, right? Yeah. Fill out the skill tree. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, turn-based cover-based action RPG with, with (laughs) RPG elements. It's, it's good (laughs) because, all right. So here's the thing. 
I, I the first one's good. I, I never beat it, but I, from my what I know and what I've played, it's a good game. This Do you know anything is, about the last the the boss fight in that first game? About the last one, no. I don't even remember who the I, enemy is that you're fight, facing in the first you one. You should watch a video of it. It's really cool. okay. Do, yeah. From Maybe what you go back and actually beat it, from like, what I, you've I seen so far, does it is it important for the? They mention it. So okay. like you, also, can you can also watch a story so far. Is there yeah. a story, story it, in the in the menu? In the game, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll probably um, do that. But yeah, no. So I put a poll on my on my channel asking like if people are getting it. You got like 500 votes. 75% of people are saying no. Ugh. Really? It's yeah. I thought it would be the other way. No, it's mostly it's the majority no. When and it comes I, to hmm. Nintendo games, and I know this isn't a Nintendo game, it's Ubisoft, but this and Captain Toad, I think, are the most underrated, like, kind of first-party Switch games. And uh, they just need to give them a chance because both are just wonderful. I just don't want them to be niche anymore. You know, I don't want them to be mainstream. But yeah, I, I, I would say pick this up. I know it's 60. I mean, there's a bunch of games that just came out, like Persona 5 is coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But if it's on game, if you have Game Pass, it's not coming to Game Pass too, so you can just play it there. Or if you own a PlayStation and you owned it more than what two months ago, when did they take away Persona? They took away Persona out of the, the oh, PlayStation. Did they? Yeah, no, they did that. But that's not Royal, so I mean, whatever. I mean, you could also get it cheaper on other platforms. So, like, pay you know the ten dollars on PlayStation, and then spend the rest of the money. On Sparks of Hope, yeah. You can also get what? What else came? Something else came out today. Uh, Alan Wake, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah Alan Wake. Like is that drop. is that cloud? Or, it's terrible. No. Is that cloud or is it native? It's it's native, but apparently it's terrible. Like the yeah. port itself is actually terrible. Well, because it's it, it it's Alan Wake remastered for the Switch, like the remastered yeah. Alan Wake for the Switch. Yeah. The one yeah, that, that came to that might be a little rough. <laughs> I could see how that would be rough. If, yeah, if they wanted to, if they wanted to take the original Alan Wake from Xbox 360 and put it on Switch, maybe that would be okay. I saw, I saw uh, somebody say that it's worse than the 360 version. <laughs> <laughs> That's so disappointing because apparently, like, I never played Alan Alan Wake, but people love that game. I, I've I've started to play it, but yeah, it's you just running around with a flashlight a lot, so it it it's it's a thriller puzzle game i think for the most part uh so, i mean you have to be I'm look up how much that is because all right i'm telling you don't buy alan wake on the switch <laughs> buy mario rabbits yeah well this and is then... not an ad okay this is not an ad <laughs> i know i've been doing a lot of ads recently oh yeah john all johnny's content's getting flagged for being yeah i got flagged for branded content <laughs> only two of them no shill anymore <laughs> well real quick going back to uh sparks of hope uh nady nate says that this game looks gorgeous and it does i don't know if that's something that we have really like touched like how good the game looks um but going back to what you said crawler that uh rabbits mario plus rabbits was like nintendo giving third parties an opportunity to use their ips i think like after that we saw um uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence, Cadence of, Hyrule. of Hyrule, and I, I don't. I think we were wanting to see more. Like we did get a little bit with Starlink, I guess, and Star Fox. But is there again, again Ubisoft and Nintendo yeah. trusting them to? Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like that was almost shoehorned in. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like special missions. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sold. It definitely yeah. sold the best. Starlink sold the best on Switch for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I I bought it twice, physical and digital, just because I got tired of loading up my ship to get yeah. the upgrades. <laughs> so when Starlink, I think, went on sale, I bought it digitally, uh, just because that was a whole lot easier and more convenient. Like they had that whole anti get the thing once physical, and then like they didn't want people just to trade the ship or whatever to their friends. So every time you wanted to use 
a different upgrade on your ship if you had the physical stuff which i have the physical stuff it's laying around here somewhere here's, here's one of them this little blaster mm-hmm. or something that you plug into the <laughs> r-wing and yeah you could have bought them digitally right like I, they were so i did yeah. that's what that's the problem i bought it physical first and i got sick of <laughs> having to have the i don't even know where the joy con thing is it's a joy con holder that had a slot for the it's hideous it's hideous the, i don't the, know why the who character made that thing. to the sit and the r-wing went on top of it and the little, the little fox figurine is really cool though uh, yeah and that's somewhere i don't know and the r-wing like that was uh, the r-wing the, is cool whatever, and I, 50 that's bucks something, that's something i probably should get up on my shelf but, but uh, yeah i guess you're thinking like what other games yeah. I, the only other thing i can think of it's not the switch it was the 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 Zelda games on on Game Boy and like Minish Cap was made by Capcom. Oh, uh, uh, Story of Seasons, Story of Ages Story was seasons. Capcom. Capcom yeah. made those. Is there an IP you would love to see made by a third party developer? Uh, yeah, Metroid. Well, hasn't Metro hasn't Metroid been made by? I don't. I don't know. Well, is, I mean, like, is that count- is Mercury Stream? Is that Mercury Stream? Mercury Stream, Stream but also Retro. Yeah, but they're not. That's, they're sec- like that's, second, that's, party. that's, that's second party. That's second party. At that point, uh, I don't they know. They don't even own retro, do they? I feel like they own retro. No, well, no. Man, I'm like getting it all wrong today. People are gonna be very <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> we'll just blame it on Josh. He's not Crypt- here. Cryptic saying, uh, "Team Ninja made other M." Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. See how that went. <laughs> did, no, Federa- I would, did, I would love- did Nintendo make Federation Force? I, <laughs> I don't even know. Team Ninja is really good though. Like, he, I would love to see them do a new iteration, maybe not of Other M, but Team Ninja, they've made some really good games recently. Like they did they did the Neo games, and I think they're doing another Souls-like game. But I would love to see FromSoft do a Metroid game. Or even a Zelda. They could do a Zelda yeah. game too. Or a Zelda game, yeah. Yeah. Federation Force, I think, was uh, in Next Level Games. I think you're right. Man, Next Nintendo. Level Games putting out stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion, Mansion can only 3, take you so no. far. Luigi's Mansion 3. Good good game to play right now. It's Spooky season. Yep. Yeah, it is, I still need to beat that game. I think Have I'm, you not beaten it? I'm, yeah, it, it's, I'm really it's, close. It's good. I did, the, I did the water floor, which I hate it. That was yeah. the worst. Yeah, I think uh, there's a there's an Egyptian floor. I think close to the end. So if you haven't gotten a lot of sand, right? So it's been a while a, since I played. In that section, uh, Hannah and I we would play that game together, doing two player. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you have to find in that area. Well, the, that area the, the, is, the, the pyramid one. I vacuumed yeah. all the sand. All yep, the sand. That's, exactly yeah. what we did too and then that wasn't that took a answer. while yeah all right so what do you and have to do so i so i, I don't know remember it the, the answer is so obvious and like right in front of your face so you should get it it's I not, not like i don't know it's johnny it's johnny though that's well. true that's true i forgot who i was talking to <laughs> oh this is a good topic though before we get into the not so great news it's spooky season what, like, do you play horror games around this time of year, or do you play like some type of Halloween themed games? I'll pick it up for maybe a, a hot minute, but like with Resident Evil, just had their direct what, what was it called? It was a pre- RE presents or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. it was. Uh, I have Village that I have on my PlayStation that I haven't really dived into too much. Uh, honestly, sitting down in my basement playing Resident Evil games, I would probably turn on all my lights just oh, so yeah. I had them <laughs> But uh, uh, just the sounds and the atmosphere, like it gives me the creep. Like I, I want to sit down. I have RE4 that I've never actually played all the way. Like I haven't played it all the way through. Um, or that's not even much that scary of, of a game. It's not that scary. Like, and that's uh, it, it's just getting over the controls. I think is the biggest. Thing for just me wait to until do. next year you'll get the remake but i want to but i want to have that reference point i guess i don't know so that is something i want to sit down and do um i mean lately i've just been playing lots of fortnite with my son because that's what he wants to do and there's hallow there's halloween type there's stuff halloween in there events. yeah 
I love the Halloween events. Like whenever games have Halloween events, I love them. Like I think has Overwatch started there? They they I think they're starting this week. I think I maybe there aren't like loot boxes anymore in that game, so I don't know what. Now you just buy it. (laughs) Well, there's like I think I think there's you know how Halo does like the uh the like the thirty free tier battle bat. Yeah, there's something coming out this week. I think for I think came out on Tuesday or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I love Halloween themed events i wish i'm gonna give a cheesy one right to the heart okay splatterween this year oh <laughs> damn it yeah it, especially because uh i'm not a big spooky guy like i i get too spooked that's why my twitter handle <laughs> is cheesy screams right now uh i like you know i like the whole dressing up and uh, obviously there's candy that's on sale, so that's a that's a W. I say um, I bought my candy at Costco. Yeah, be careful yesterday. though. They put like they're putting oh, yeah, like razor game blades, cartridges razor blades all in there. <laughs> put like, like Roblox that, that, in there. That has been one of the funniest memes that's come out of Twitter this year. Is like, be careful! I found this in my kid's Snickers bar yeah. or something. Like it's it's the Photoshop whatever they want to put inside a Snickers bar. I think my favorite funny. has been the Cusco's poison. Somebody <laughs> found Cusco's poison in their Snicker bar. Um. I don't know. I am not a big spooky guy. So like even I was thinking about it, like I've played Bendy. It's not that scary. Uh, Bendy and the ink machine. I have played Doki Doki and that like I got kind of scared with. Uh, I say I have Doki Doki what? Literature Club that I need game? to. Do, do you not know Doki Doki? There, There's Doki like Doki panic. A, there's a literature club. Literature club. There's uh, like a disclaimer at the front that's like, don't play this around kids. So I, I, I don't actually because, know. I thought that was for other reasons. For sexual content? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Josh isn't here. He said, blame Crawler. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, I thought it was because of that and not because of horror. Uh, it's got some dark themes in that game. The The later you go, it just takes a turn and you're like what is this game it's just it's not something that you would expect and then it you it gets very meta like i'm not going to spoil things you have to do but it it's uh creative in that way oh yeah there's no splatterween i'm hoping that we get like big run or maybe a surprise splatterween announcement but there's like 10 days left in october and it's really weird to not see a splatoon event for this month we've every Jason mask has been they so but in previous years they've just given you those for free i'm waiting for that to pop up in in the shop or whatever yeah but it was it was in like relation to a splat fest mm-hmm. uh was it i think so i mean but it was it was still just the masks thing that you went into the news channel you clicked through a link in the news channel and then you booted up the game and the next time you booted up the game there was a package sitting at your feet that you opened and you got the masks. So, I mean, I think they still have a chance to at least do that. True. But... True. I mean, I, but... I can see it happening. We like, you know, we still have a week, a week but and a half. The fact that we have a November Splatfest announced, and I mean, that makes me feel like we're not going to get a uh, a Halloween yeah. Splatfest, but or even just an October one. So, I yeah. mean, like, if we don't get an event for October, I think it really is telling the the future of Splatoon 3 and like how their events are going to go. Like, is it going to be every other month? Where are we going to get like, is big run and, and Splatfest going to happen at the same time or those different times? When it's in really... September did the game come out? I forget. September 9th. Yeah. And we had a Splatfest so been... two weeks after that, like on the 23rd and 24th or something like that. Right. Yeah. This is maybe them course correcting back to be, in the front of the month because November's is, is around Pokemon weekend, right? Yeah. Is it the uh, 11th? Pokemon and, comes out. Is the it 18th? The, the 18th? Pokemon comes out the and, 18th. And then, and Splatfest is the 11th and 12th, right? Yeah. Same day as the Amiibos. So th- that's probably them just course correcting to not interfere with holidays in December and be on the front side of the month. Whereas they didn't, they didn't gear up and go right away when they launched the game. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. I think Splatfest, Halloween Splatfest is the casualty of it. But, uh, I mean, this might be them just trying to get back to a, a early month cadence. 
or if they don't want people playing Bayonetta, which I'm not saying like they are course correcting that. It's just <laughs> if like there's that's a completely different audience, right? So you're going to have people that are going to buy Bayonetta and then there's people that are just going to play Splatoon and maybe that's a good time to release that Splatfest. Segway. Yeah. yeah. There, well, there first we go. I'm going to let I'm going to let Josh put in a sponsor ad post here. So, uh we'll be right back for the audio listeners. And uh but as Cheesy was saying, uh yeah. Bayonetta is coming out what next next week, right? Or a week yeah. from tomorrow. Uh, or a week from today, if you're listening. Well, who knows when Josh is going to get this up? It'll probably be on the weekend. <laughs> well, Josh is out the of town. is huh? already out. It's been out for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Bayonetta comes out this week. That's what I'll say for you if you're listening for our audio listeners. Uh, but yeah, so um, there's been some stuff that's happened with Bayo this week. And it, I think it's gotten the internet pretty divided i think it's opened up a conversation which is important which i i hope will continue um outside of the whole bayonetta controversy uh there is there is uh more i think to come to jason schreier and some other uh industry reporters have found out some information um I'm googling because I don't remember what her what is, is it Helena Helena Taylor. Hel- Taylor Helena Taylor. So Helena Taylor is the uh, original voice actor for Bayonetta. Uh, she ba- voiced Bayo in Bayo One and Bayo Two. Uh, it was I, I don't know what the timetable necessarily is, but I believe it was. I, I don't think it was her. I think it was Platinum that originally announced that she would not be coming back. Um. As, as yeah, Bayonetta for the scheduling conflict. Schedule, yeah, there is different stuff going around, reasons why. Um, and I forget her name, but she's a voice actor from been in many things. Uh, Jen. Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale. Oh, Jennifer Hale. Um, she, she has done. Uh, she's a female uh, chef. Like Fem- the- Femshep from Mass Effect. She's done. Overwatch, she's done. I think she's Ash in Overwatch. Um, she's done other things. She's a well-established video game voice actor, and and other. I think she's done uh, different other voice acting credits as well for for animated stuff. Uh, and she she was recast as Bayonetta for this game coming up, and this last weekend on Saturday, so. That was October fifteenth. Uh, uh, Jennifer or Helena Taylor uh, put out a, I think, a series of like three or four videos, right? Four. Yeah. Uh, and it pretty much outlined the fact that she was uh, lowballed on her offer, uh, and said that she was offered uh, four thousand dollars for, which is a flat rate. Flat rate. Yep. For the whole um, game. And and that and she pretty much called for a boycott of the game. Fan, fans of the game that wanted to support her as the original voice actor, they ur- she urged them to take cancel their pre order if they had it pre ordered and donate the money to a charity of their choice. I don't know if she suggested did she suggest any charities? No, nah, she just said donate. But the pick, money. pick a charity and donate. Um, so that was on the weekend, and so Saturday and Sunday go by. The internet kind of takes that and runs with it and uh the president uh, um president is it the, was it the president yeah he's the president platinum Kamiya. yeah i yeah i'm not going to attempt a japanese name but uh <laughs> <Hideki Kamiya. laughs> okay uh he pretty much took it upon himself to he, he has rules in his twitter that he he wants questions in japanese only and it's not uh, his account is not there to be harassed by people he got on the ban hammer so quickly for people violating quote unquote, his rules that Twitter disabled his account due to thinking it was bot activity, (laughs) like banning all these or like disabling all these people from leaving comments. Uh, And he pretty much, did he have any kind of official comment? It was just, he said like, you have to abide by my rules and that was it. Yeah, it was, it was very, 
but the the whole abide by my rules thing was in regards to his Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Was it? I don't know. I think I think he was <laughs> he was making a statement. <laughs> or you like you should now. I forget what he said. It was something like you have to abide by my rules or like don't betray. Or like don't do something to me. I don't know. Yeah. He's a I don't know. He's a he's a character. Uh. So Monday comes around. I th- I remember. I think I was sitting at lunch uh on on my lunch break from from on monday and there was a a statement by jennifer hale pretty much saying she supports other actors in 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 their line of work and can't really comment much due to having signed an nda uh but she stepped into the role after uh, there was i mean after it was offered, it was offered up. I think there was a, uh, uh, audition process that platinum opened it up for people to, to try out for, to be the replacement voice for Bayonetta. And she ended up accepting the contract and that's what that is. Uh, so she pretty much, that's a no comment there. Kind of she, she's under NDA. I, I think Helena Taylor is, has broken whatever NDA she maybe had. She, or said, she, she said something like, I don't care about NDAs or like, or, I don't care about NDA at this point. I have to get this out or something. Yeah. I don't. Uh, so then yesterday, Mon- I think was it Monday or end of day or was it, t- it was, it was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday or it was Tuesday, Tuesday. When Jason, the one Jason Schreier. Yeah. So, the, the the video game news journalists kind of go to work and uh, they they end up getting uh, multiple sources that say that uh, Helena Taylor was offered uh, well well above the standard uh, uh, union co- uh, contracted rate for th- four to five four hour voice voiceover sessions at three to four thousand dollars a session so anywhere from 15 to twenty thousand dollars for 16 to 20 hours of work uh helena taylor disputes that says that's it's it's a he said she said kind of deal there when it comes to that there's i mean respected journalists within the video game industry that don't necessarily put things to print without having multiple sources there still, I think, has yet to be an official statement from Platinum in regards to this and or Nintendo. Uh, I don't think there ever will be. You can't. The, those are confidential agreements. Yeah. They, and, they, and I spent I, I spent too much time probably at work on Tuesday trying to find <laughs> out how much like William Defoe or James McAvoy or uh, Daisy Ridley got paid for 12 minutes. I was I was like really Ooh. trying to dig. And find different because those are A list type celebrity voices yeah. that were used. How much is Chris Pratt getting paid to be that? So you can't, yeah. that's apples and oranges. When you want to compare voice acting for a video game versus voice acting for a movie, there's different royalties that are built in, and, and movies can be sold and, and streaming revenue and all sorts of there's There's different revenue sources for movies. Because I uh, I forget in our big Nintendo uh, podcast uh, Twitter conversation, somebody posted a uh, a YouTube clip from uh, I don't I don't know whose Troy podcast Baker. it was, it was Alana uh, Pierce. Yeah, Troy. Yeah, I knew Alana Pierce was on it. I didn't know if it was hers specifically, um, but Alana Pierce is there with a few different voice actors. Troy Baker being the prominent one that was there. I think the the marketing director from 12 minutes was on that episode okay i know they were talking about about. 12 minutes yeah but uh, so the biggest thing that kind of came out of that is movie movie actors that do like you can't compare a voice actor to a face actor for movies because your your movie studios are pretty much paying a person to give up like uh, troy baker i think broke it down that was like they're paying this person to be the, this person in their movie physically, emotionally, mentally, 
for an extended period of time. They're also obligated to do press tours around the world and, and other, depending on the size of the movie that you're, you're, you're doing, there's a lot of sacrifice that you're pretty much paying to have the, the rights to that person for a set amount of time, the, the way they look, the way they, um, what other work that they're, they're pretty much preventing them sometimes from doing other work. Um, and voice actors are, have, have a union. It's the, it's the voice actors guild of screens. It's, it's got an acronym. I'm not sure what it was, but it was going around on the internet this past week with uh, union minimums, which union is there to help you to guarantee that the, the, I don't want to, essentially the bottom tier like there's there's minimums that the nfl sets minimums there's a minimum pay that that the the quote-unquote worst guy on your team has to get paid and the union is there to guarantee that that person gets at least that does it guarantee in some instances if it's a livable wage not necessarily i think if you for time versus pay i think it it's a lot better than a lot of people in america or around the world even, but it's a conversation to be had. And I think with that being the story, I mean, we've kind of recapped it a little bit here. It's a, he said, she said d- dispute of, of money. Helena Taylor, I think also went on record. I don't know if she went on record with Jason, Jason Schreier saying she, I think it response via email or something like that. She had asked or, or was this from sources at Platinum saying that she had asked for she had asked for a hundred k, hundred thousand plus royalties, which plus royalties. Um, royalties has been a thing I think that the union has started to work on for for video game voice actors, uh, but has is not been an industry standard, and I don't know if even many actors get that, even with the like top Troy Baker for for uh, Nathan Drake or. Um, Nolan North. Nolan North, another or, big one. Or, yeah. Um, so I mean, Nolan North, I think is uh, Nathan Drake, isn't he? I don't. Yeah, Troy Bra- Troy Baker is the uh, the brother. That's right. But so, that being said, I know we've had kind of back and forth conversations via Twitter and private Twitter groups and discord and all that kind of stuff. But like, what, what's your guys' take on, on all of this? So I'll, I'll go first. Um, Cause I, I feel like I can't really speak on, you know, the behind the scenes of, you know, how all of this works. I mean, Johnny said it earlier, he doesn't really know how game development works. And I think <laughs> it's, it's hard to talk about a, a topic when you don't really know like the ins and outs. Um, I would say that hopefully we all have kind of learned a lesson because when she posted those videos, everybody took her side and was saying boycott Bayonetta without even having the other side of that information. And I mean, that's just kind of how the internet works. Like people will just pitchfork mob. mob Exactly. They just read a headline and then they go with it without even reading the article. And hopefully we have learned our lesson with that. Um, but I will say like, it does create awareness around voice actors, which is a good thing. And, um, we, I mean, even though it's completely different with like Chris Pratt voicing Mario, that shouldn't mean that like people that are doing voiceovers for video game characters shouldn't be paid. I mean, like they're not going to be paid the same amount as Chris Pratt, but it does show how underpaid they are compared to someone like a Chris Pratt. Um, who have like gone through training of voice acting and who's to say if that's the case for Chris Pratt. I mean, I know that he's been in like the Lego movie and stuff like that. And and this is kind of getting, he just did his voice in the Lego movie. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Right. Like we don't know if he has like any. Yeah. I mean, I think that skill, the, the, the skill comes just in general of being an actor of being able to read something digest it pretty quickly and be able to put proper inflection and, and other breathing. Yeah. Breathing. And uh, I mean, that was one of the biggest things when I started podcasting is like, (sighs) like I need to like take a breath because you, you don't, you, 
you get so nervous that you need to talk all the time. You don't yeah. think to breathe in and, uh, and that's something that you have to, you, you, it's a learned kind of thing, but in all the things that I was reading this past week, a lot of voice actors don't know that they're even going in for a said movie of something. If they're kind of union kind of going in just to do a lot of, uh, uh, I'm reading false. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> a lot of times they don't, a lot of times they don't know what role they're even going in for. They don't have the lines ahead of time, like with, with a movie actor or a, a larger probably role that you're getting ready for. You have a script in front of you. You're, you're preparing ahead of time. You're uh, embracing and becoming that character. Sometimes, and, I mean, they, they'll give you a, a side. So you may not yeah. even know like the character that you're going in for, but they give you just a side of, you know, read this, let's see how you would act as this character. And then you may get a call and say, Hey, you've been cast mm-hmm. and you don't even know what that's for. And I think as of late, like it, it's important to establish. Cause I think a lot of people on the internet forget, like there's, there are different tiers of even video game voice actors now, because there's, there's certain games that are doing mocap and there's certain use utilizing the same actors for that. They're doing blocking. They're doing ostensibly acting in a barren Mo- mocap studio that doesn't have much props a-, a gun might be a stick with some balls on it that is just using it for for reference in in spatial mm-hmm. awareness for the for the computer to see it mm-hmm. and they're jumping over uh tumbling pads or stuff like that for for like just creating a ledge or something like that so it's that is com- on a different echelon kind of like a tier from go going into a studio some of those people can even have their home studio set up so they're going in they're getting their lines they're on a zoom call with somebody a producer somewhere else and they're just reading their they're doing it at home and when you break that down like i know i, I we haven't gotten to johnny and i know johnny's probably going to dispute kind of what i'm saying but like when when you look when you break down the numbers of what was offered for 16 to 20 hours worth of work, which is not even a full work week that I put in, that you put in, that Johnny puts in, that almost everybody else puts in for work. She was taking home uh, uh, potentially 15 to $20,000, which is for some people almost half, half or just under half what they make in a year. Like that, in, in the grand scheme of things for a week of work, if, if you didn't have a lot uh, to kind of prepare and get ready for that, you are, you are paying for somebody. They have a skill set. They need to be compensated appropriately. I don't, I don't refute that. Like there, there is, there is paying somebody for the knowing your value. And I think that that's where, that's where this disparity is. I think the union and and the the talk of of voice actors and what they're worth and all that is important important conversation to have and i think hopefully this can shine a light on it and i, I hope it i hope it continues and that that can keep keep the ball rolling on in in regards to that but i think the the story of $4000 versus 15 to 20 is a big difference i know Johnny has said earlier this week that she is Bayonetta and I'll let him talk here in just a second, but like she is, she, she gave life to Bayonetta, but I think there's a whole bunch of other people behind it that make Bayonetta Bayonetta and the, the team there and, and what goes into that, I think plays a role, but the one person, especially just, just a voice actor, I, that that sounds bad. Uh, the, the actor that gives that person their their heart and soul, I guess. It, there there are creative ways to get around that, I guess. That if if the company or the the actor themselves want to move away from that, there's there's creative ways to to have it be replicated, and Bayonetta can live on just because it's just one aspect of who the, what that character is. 
I'll Johnny. let you go, Johnny. That's why I get to go. So uh, <laughs> I made I made the mistake of quote tweeting a a larger creator than I <laughs> this week, and uh, I think I misread like the what the article. I thought it was a hundred thousand in residuals and not a hundred thousand plus residuals, which you know fifteen grand for sixteen hours of work. You know that's a lot of money, but I don't think you could look at it based on time. Like, I think it's more value. Like she, you know, she created that voice for Bayonetta. She made, she read those lines and made that um, happen. And I think that, and you talk about value and I think value is the, the hardest thing to determine for any type of creative person, you know, actor, content creator, because I can, I can guarantee you that they are paying content creators thousands of dollars to promote that game. So why is their time like more valuable than the voice actor that created the character? I could see if maybe she was some background character, not the, not the main character, but paying somebody, you know, 10, 15,000 where the game's probably going to make 50, $60 million. It just it doesn't sit well with me because I know Kamiya is going to take home millions of he's going to take home a million dollars based on this game because I, I looked I looked up his net worth because I wanted to see because he's just a developer right I mean he's the president of Platinum Games but he is a developer he's worth like one point five million dollars a hundred thousand or whatever the resi- residuals would have been would not have destroyed the profit of that game. And I think it needs to be people need to keep talking about the value that these voice actors put in because you know I know it's 10, 15 hours of work, but that game a lot of people like the character of Bayonetta is like iconic. That is the game. And I don't know I haven't I haven't really paid attention to I didn't realize it was a different voice actor. So maybe that I, I didn't either going into problem. this until until last week. I didn't really I didn't know. But that that is also another problem. Like if you have a character that that is voiced by somebody originally and then they are replaced in so, some fashion, like it feels like they could lowball somebody else and and not give the original actor what they're due. But well. It, this is kind of a different situation, but like Peter Dinklage voiced the, your ghost in, in destiny and people memed on it and made fun of it. And then in the, the take, I think one of the updates, Nolan North had recorded all the lines again. And Peter Dinklage essentially got erased from that game. Like he was paid for it, obviously. And that was a big, that was a notable name to go in there I, going back to uh knowing your worth and all that kind of stuff like the the alana pierce uh clip that i was watching on youtube uh, i think it was the 12 minutes director was talking that a, a big name especially in in his game 12 minutes like a big name that helps sell quote unquote sell the game can the the voice actor money can come out of the marketing budget yeah and that that is you so it's not necessarily game development budget but it's marketing budget and that is then funneled into to help for for promotional sake which i think definitely helped 12 minutes get its notoriety a little bit with having three a-list celebrity voices in there to to drive that that was probably funded by microsoft too wasn't it because it was a it was on Game Pass, so it's it's cloudy when games get back end funding from Microsoft to to cross the finish line, or if if there's other deals that are that are struck to allow it to be in Game Pass on day one. Sometimes they help fund development. Sometimes they just pay for an exclusive uh, promotion to to for them to promote uh, Game Pass. So it, it just depends. Yeah, the uh, the one the other thing, I mean, I know this probably this has nothing to do with like Jason Schreier, but like I will one hundred percent believe the individual that has 
more to lose than a corporation 100 of the time yeah. helena taylor definitely had a lot to lose posting what she posted because i don't yeah, well, I, she's definitely making herself less hireable now yeah i don't understand the point why would she lie like i, I don't understand what would the motivation be because people aren't that dumb to piss off an old employer and show it to the world. Like it's not the problem is that. is that it became more about her and less about voice actors as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. and she's been quiet on Twitter since. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not really much you can say after that, right? Like, yeah. You're, nobody's going to believe her. N- like, Nintendo got roasted today when they posted something about different Bayonetta outfits. The first comment I clicked on was like, read the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like, I guess the other big thing to take away from this is if you should boycott Bayonetta, if you should boycott a game or any kind of medium or whatever. Um, and we, we kind of learned this a lot through our Twitter DMS. We had a huge conversation about it and there's really like, it, it really just comes down to your own values and morals and what you think is right. Like if, if you feel like you need to boycott something, then do it, but you shouldn't berate others for not boycotting something because they just don't agree with your, your views or morals or, you know, like we talked to somebody who's really into Harry Potter and he doesn't agree with JK Rowling and Rowling and her, her comments. Um, but it's very important to him. And he says that it, Harry Potter is bigger to him than, than just JK Rowling. Um, it's, it's really tough. I, I, you know, I like to live in a fantasy land where like, if, we could buy the game and support those that have been in a a bad predicament, you know, like if we bought the game, then they know that we did it for them, but that's just not how it works. You know, they, they probably aren't going to get rewarded because we bought a game. They probably won't even see that money. So it really just kind of comes down to your own decision and there's not really a right or wrong. Cause if you look at it, like there's politics everywhere and it can get really bad and like so it's this, just, this it's, one's it's tricky tough. this one's tricky i think you know i've I, I will never support harry potter again because of her because of her and yeah. uh I, I it's hard for me to even support like activism i mean i played overwatch mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to support them because of how horrible they are mm-hmm. but i mean it it's hard to draw a line like this one. It's about underpaying your, uh, create your creators or, or your employees. And it, it, like everywhere you turn, like game developers are underpaid. Testers are underpaid. Voice actors are underpaid. Like everybody in the world is underpaid except for the top. Cor- corporate 1%. greed is, yeah. is a, a massive problem. So this one, I, I can understand like it's not very I don't know if political is the right answer. It's just capitalism, honestly. So it's hard to combat that. There are I think there are other things that you can get behind and and not support. Yep. It's servant commented and said the motivation is that most fans didn't know who voiced Bayonetta two weeks ago. And uh I mean she got her name out there and now we know who she is, but I don't think that it I don't was think it's done in the right it. way. And it's, I, it's, it's here and it's going to leave, you know? Yeah. Well, and uh, there might be more, I don't know if there'll be more that comes out of it. I don't know if there'll be an official, ever an official statement from platinum or Nintendo. I don't know if, if, if there'll be any more sources that can come out and corroborate what, Jason Schreier and and other outlets have reported on. I, I don't know if if Helena Taylor will come out and give a more like uh, another follow up because uh, it seems to be that since Saturday it's been correspondence via email and not, nothing really concrete or. She said if, she wants to leave it behind her, which I mean I doubt she ever expected 
this type of blowback. I I just don't know. I don't. It, it's I don't know. It's it's a weird. Yeah, I mean, what, situation. <laughs> one, one of the one of the memes I saw. I mean, there there's a few memes that come out of this, but uh, one was like the the platinum interpreter that messed us up. <laughs> <laughs> what was the was it a language barrier thing? Uh, but obviously, said, I, so I don't know. If, did you watch her videos? I, I on Saturday, I, 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 I the, the she, fr- one or two, the fr- like I saw it as it was getting retweeted by a lot of people. I watched the first one at least. Apparently, I, think I saw the second she, one. She had a translator write to Kamiya asking for for her. You know what she wanted as a as her pay mm-hmm. in Japanese. So maybe there is, maybe there was. I, I I don't think. I mean, I don't think either side is telling one hundred percent the truth. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things, and we're never gonna we're never gonna know for sure. Those documents aren't coming out. So Com- convert the yen to USD correctly. <laughs> yeah, it was five thousand yen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there was a translation error, but I would think that that would be hopefully kind of remedied. Like, I mean, it wouldn't just be one said and done kind of deal. But not I mean, only that, like this is a... this is the second time you've done this, right? So like, there's already yeah, third time. Well, I mean, she was offering what she wanted for the third game. Yeah. So I don't really know if there could be room for error unless like the translator offered way too less or offered too much, I guess. And they were like, Whoa, wait or, yeah, no. her, for her counter offer or whatever, but right, it's also right. a misunderstanding, I guess. Yeah. I think there's more to it than just yeah. blatantly calling her a liar immediately. That, like, and I'm sure, these... I'm sure Schreier is diving more into the, like this. This was the story that rocked video games this week. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's yeah, they, maybe I, some I, more to come out. There is a creator. I don't know if I should put his name out there, but don't he made it. a he made a video about um you know about the boycott, like when her videos came out, and then like the next video he made was just him calling her a liar, and just like in response to the ad, in response to the news article having come out. Yeah, yeah. It also. Was a video about how the sales have skyrocketed. Yeah, no, I know. It could be a VR stunt. Shot, Who knows? I, I was say I saw something that it was number it was trending number one right now on video for video games on Amazon or something like that. Yeah, but, this is going to be the best selling Bayonetta. There's no doubt, and I think. Well, it was going to be going in. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, before before this, because just being on the Switch. I mean, Bayonetta two was on the Switch, having been ported from. From that sold you. a million copies. Yeah, I mean, this will sell. Uh, it, games that come out on the Switch are doing well right now. Speaking of which, when do we get financials? Is that the end of the month? Was it nine thirty? I yeah, would think. Soon, I would right? hopefully by next week. I think we should have them. That can be our our topic. Well, you want to see week. those Splatoon sales? I mean, I do, but also like Z- the best-selling game in Japan what, already. <laughs> so before we end, have we? Did we ever come up with a? I don't. I don't know okay. if they're. I'm waiting to see hit. if I win to come up with the stakes. <laughs> because if if next week is going to be uh, financials, we could be pretty close to something, and Johnny could go back into a shell. If <laughs> I mean, they, so it came out that Splatoon Three is the best-selling game in Japan in 2022. So. I mean, I don't know what else came out that would. I mean, they aren't Arceus? buying PlayStation so much over there anymore. So Pokemon, Pokemon, Arceus, Arceus, and much. then Vi- Violet and and uh, Scarlet. Yeah, I'm I'm sweating a little bit. We can figure it out. I mean, I know that Josh said that uh, we could like dye our head, our hair red and blue, like. Uh, the, like the fire, in, fire emblem engage but like <laughs> johnny doesn't go anywhere i actually Plus, go I, like i can't for my job i literally can't for yeah, my job I, yeah i don't think i would be able to either but we'll we'll figure something out because i mean it is coming up we got to figure it out we've been hyping it up for 
months. Nobody's given us ideas. Like that's the problem. Right. We need people, somebody so else tweet, to give us ideas. Tweet at N Powercast and and Johnny Bo and Cheesy C sixty four and Nightcrawler seven two four and at N six four Josh. And yeah, we'll uh what the stakes should be. We got an hour yeah. without Josh. We did do an hour without Josh. People in chat were doubting that we were going to be able to like hold it down, but but we did it. Oh, we we made it. Here we are. <laughs> How do we end this so, thing? <laughs> uh, I, I I remember which button I have to press here, so we'll, we'll do that. But uh, those were our socials. Be sure to join the. If you're sticking around this long, you should definitely be in the Discord. If you're not, n six four josh dot com slash discord. Uh, I know, I think DJ and Josh are working on updating n64josh.com, I think, with some bios yeah, and our, uh, podcast our stuff. Pro- and Our shirtless profile pictures are going to be up there soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, the, for the calendar, right, that we're going we're yeah, to yeah, shoot calendar, a little bit. Uh... So, uh, yeah, be sure to check us out on all the places. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you guys next week for another episode. Take it easy. Thank you.